It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. News team, assemble! Official 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Featuring site publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuistian, along with videographer Eddie Radosovich. It's the unofficial 40 on Soonerscoop.com. All right, welcome back. It is another edition of the unofficial 40. Carrie Murdoch, uh, along with Josh McQuistian, Eddie Radosovich, and Bob Prisbillo. As a Big 12 Media Days is just right around the corner, uh, as we will be down on the whole crew. Well, Josh won't be. Um, he'll still be chasing kids around. Uh, but we'll be down in Frisco, Eddie, uh, Bob, and I. Um, it's. I was saying this today, guys, and, and OU introduced that they're going to have their Fan Appreciation Day on July 22nd, which is the earliest they've ever had it. Uh, so, literally, a week after... Is it less than a week? No, a week. Yeah, less than a week. Less after we have a big twelve. Six media days. Day. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're doing, Josh, but you're ruining the podcast right now. Um, six days after we go to media days, I decided that I am ready for this just to be a complete shit show. Like I hope. Like I got Eddie and I got contacted by these dudes named the Seminole Buds, uh, who are just random guys who big listeners of uh, the Sports Animal in the Morning Show, and I've met them. They're really good dudes. And they're like, I don't know what they do, though, but they said, hey, we're covering our first Big 12 Media Days, and Eddie and I were giving them kind of silly things that they should do. No, I was being serious. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> like, take the days off work. Go hang out in Uptown. Yeah. Get away from your wives. I mean, let's be honest. No one's going to read what you're writing anyways. Uh, I'm sure you're good guys, but. Yeah, you need to have more than maybe, I don't know how many you know Twitter followers they have, but. I'm serious. Go take a vacation. A little, uh, ma- little mancation. But no, I'm, I, I want them to go, and I want them to just make it, turn it into a, a just a circus. Because I think the Big 12 could use a circus. Like, the SEC thing is kind of a circus because of all the mouth breathers that are down there in the lobby waiting on Nick Saban so they can touch him and, you know, sign their baby or whatever. But I think the Big 12 could use a little bit more of that. And I'm craziness, willing, I'm willing to hire... A barbershop quartet to sing, ask a question to Bob Bowlesby at his conference address, and the question will be about technology. I just I Somebody don't think, take over and start asking about esports. I think that we need to battle the mariachi bands with barbershop quartets, being that we're in in Texas. Uh, I aren't the only thing that they have in Texas mariachi bands. Yes. And I, think, I despise them. Uh, you know how you could defend them. Don't say call ICE. No, I was going to say build a wall, but... 
Josh McQuestion, uh, do you have any thoughts on the subject? Have you ever been in a mariachi band or a barbershop quartet? You know, I haven't been in a mariachi band. It's it's one of those things that's been missing in my life. Uh, but I am with you. Is there anybody ever that's liked the it's your birthday, we're going to have a mariachi band play at your table? Everybody hates that. Why, why they is ruined that the thing? river walk in San Antonio for me. Oh. All I want to do is eat my, you know, moderately decent Mexican food. That we go to. Oh, the one place, we, La Fogata? La Fogata, yeah. But the people in San Antonio will yell at us and say, it's tourist trap. It's pretty Don't damn go good. Pretty damn good. It's no El Tiempo, but it's good. We went there when I was, like, getting deathly ill, and you guys really enjoyed it, and I thought it was still good. I'd go back. It's hard to beat some good Tex-Mex. Tiffany and I have returned a couple of times since uh, for various San Antonio trips. La Fogata's good stuff. Uh, Eddie, if you could if you could disrupt Big Twelve Media Days with a question of Bob Bowlesby, what would it be? That, that oh, wouldn't get question. you thrown out. That wouldn't get me. It'd probably be something about second guessing him when I thought that the league was dead, and now it looks like, like maybe ask him if he's going to pay for Larry Scott's funeral or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel responsible for paying for Larry Scott's funeral? Uh, that'd be pretty good. A jab at the Pac-12, maybe. Because that'd be not only would that be pro Big Twelve, but I think he would like that. I think he would enjoy it. Actually, is the is the Big Twelve only being saved now because they were smart enough to know that they were too late to the network party and didn't even attempt it? Because the Pac Twelve is that classic case of they were too late to the party. The I, Big Ten was the one with all the foresight. I couldn't have been more wrong about like if you would have asked me five years ago. I was 100% on the OU needs to join the Pac-12. That might have just been a personal thing because I wanted to go out to Scottsdale, wanted to go out to L.A., wanted to go to Seattle. But, I I mean, they. I, I also think, though, the, the Pac-12... The would have gone bankrupt. Yeah, that's probably true. Nobody cares about it out there. Just nobody cares no, about I've been saying that Pac-12 forever. sports. Well, we Josh, we've known that forever just because it rivals. We've known, like, who has the bigger sites and... Other than USC, I was sitting with the Oregon publisher in Atlanta. We were talking, and that wasn't even a full-time job for him doing the Oregon website. I mean, Oregon. Like, you can't even have it's a full-time job doing Oregon's website. Well, just look at not enough it's people. On, it's on a small scale, but just look at what Oregon's paying their softball coach compared to what Texas. What did Lombardi get? I don't know what she's making, but the, when Texas hired the softball coach away from Oregon— they literally doubled his salary. Oh yeah, it's like four hundred thousand something. I mean, Gasso makes what over just under a million here, or over a million. Yeah, right there. It's I mean, just she's right it's, there. It's night and day difference about sports and just the general caring for college athletics. But Josh, we've known that for a while that there's other than USC, there is not really a passionate fan base out in the West Coast. No, and USC is so out of place with where USC is in the football world. Like even like. I know fans would think, oh, that's a big site. I mean, it, it's big, but it's not It's not anywhere in place with USC's historical place in college football, so it's just crazy. I, I was talking to somebody. The one that blows me away always is Washington, and I guess maybe because when I grew up r- was right when Washington was great. You know, the Steve Edmond, that whole kind of early 90s run where Washington was one of the national powers, and so maybe I think of them a little bigger than they are, 
But even if you forget about that, it's in Seattle, one of the biggest cities in the country. It's got a beautiful campus, all these things that you would think would create some real fandom, and that site is almost non-existent. Their stadium is awesome. Or, I mean, oh, uh, Washington's, right on the lake. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Seattle's one of my favorite places. You feel like you're in a World War II bomber up in their press box because it's all like pop rivets and metal. It's like a... It's like a real life. What are those uh, those things that you build? Erector set. It's oh, like a yeah. real life. It's like an erector set. Their press box. Never been up there. It's really weird. Were you not up there at the game in 07? Mm-mm. Or was 08? I just assume Eddie never goes to the press box. No, but, no, but I mean, you weren't. You didn't go to Seattle. With no, you? I wasn't. Well, I was still in school, but I didn't go up there. Oh, okay. That was a I little. I just thought you'd been working for us back then. No. I was still in school. That's you, Eddie. You just you feel like you've been around forever. Sophomore. I was a sophomore. No, I was a fresh. No, sophomore. Right? You would have been a sophomore. That was Sam's yeah, sophomore. redshirt freshman year. Yeah, I, w- I would have been a sophomore at OU. And they kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, that was. And I remember in the post game press conference thinking, because they they did it all in one place. And some reason I ended up, I think I was like in the wrong place or something. And Tyrone Willingham's press conference was starting. And I just remember staring at him going, man, you're going to get fired. It was Tyrone Willingham? Yeah, he was the no, coach. He was the head coach? Washington. Wow. He got knocked from Notre Dame and then went to Washington. Has there ever been a guy that had a more precipitous fall? I mean, he was at Notre Dame. Like, he was going to be the savior after all his time at Stanford and all that thing. And now, I mean, I don't even know. I don't think he's even around college football anymore. Did he get replaced by Weiss? The is, that, last is that the timeline there? Charlie, at- Charlie Weiss? Or... At Notre Dame? Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. The last time I heard of Tyrone Willingham, I, he was on the uh, the college football playoff committee, wasn't he? You might be right. That's I'm absolutely sure. right. Yeah. You're right. It's not, that's, I mean, let me see if he still is. He's one, one of the one. only people that you didn't have to wake up after 8 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the games, the games are still on. You might want to watch this. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll just put Alabama up one. He's like, no wonder nobody ever voted for us out west. Staying up for this shit. I mean, do they his even... career record seventy six eighty eight and one seventy six eighty eight and one shit literally that, under five hundred. It's better than Charlie Weiss did, I bet. Did oh. he leave Stanford to go to Notre Dame? Uh, Willingham, uh, yeah, I believe that's that right. Sounds right. Let me look. Um, yeah, Stanford from ninety five to oh one took over Notre Dame oh two oh three oh four, and then immediately went to Washington. It's like if we're a rock station, hmm. we're playing deep cuts from Led Zeppelin right now. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, let's, let's get, hey, let's get it out. I will say though, Tyrone Willingham never killed a videographer. I can say that. Who did? Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he was an ographer. He was just a video guy. Yeah, video guy that got sent up in a scissor lift. <laughs> he wasn't and 50 up there. Mile he wasn't up wins. there like with an Alexa or anything or a. Uh, what are those? Alexa's the stupid. I think it is Alexa. Like a video editor? No, that's like a big, you know, cinema camera. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like the, yeah. uh, like the high rise. Cinematographer, yeah. Yeah. He's just video dude. Although I will say this, uh, what's so you use video coordinator Brian Davis? No, uh, oh, Brian something. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh. Boy, he's making a lot of money. I saw he was in the on the Regents thing. He's like like ninety, right? Is that right? He's making six figures. Really, it's incredible. 
I can't remember his name. Anyway, Josh, are you like eating Halloween candy or something today? <laughs> like, I just what? What are you doing? I am. That is crazy that you can hear that. Um, I'm. Re- I keep trying. Like, I mute myself, and then I'll try to have a bite of something. I'm literally just sitting here. <laughs> I, I just got candy. back from the gym, so I'm like having a snack right as I sit here. But I, I, I can totally hold off. I, it's unbelievable because it does not sound that loud where I'm sitting. But I guess it's just this mic. It's that good, I suppose. All those gains you made, you're giving them right back, eating <laughs> I, candy. Well, I mean, they, they are blueberries. I mean, I'm not going oh, that no. crazy. But, you know, doing what you can do. Fair enough. So, yeah, Big 12 Media Days, uh, what do you – I mean – It's it's a weird Big 12 Media Days just in that – there's no quarterbacks coming. Kansas State's bringing two of them. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State aren't taking quarterbacks. Texas is not taking their quarterback. And day two is more interesting. Yeah, Texas and Oklahoma State. Yeah. OU, I don't even know. It's OU and Kansas. I know that on Monday. I was just thinking that, that I wish and the Baylor big, maybe. Is that right? I wish the Big 12 was such a train wreck that Bill Snyder would just be like, okay, I'm done with this. I can, I'm, I'm too old to be in this business anymore. Kansas State fans probably I'm just cheer gonna, their program. I'm just going to send a hologram day. from now on. That'd be cool if there was hologram Bill Snyder. Probably be more interesting he than did. the real I mean, Bill he, Snyder. He's done the Big 12 media days on screen before. Has he? Like Wait, He what? videoed in. Yeah, it was in what? Kansas City a long time ago. Like He so videoed coaches, in from Kansas to Kansas City? He couldn't yeah, make the drive from right. Manhattan? Right. I don't know or the flight if the it was a 15 minute thing flight or what it was. But yeah, there was a year when Bill Snyder did not personally attend Big 12 Media Days, but he came in via satellite. That's yeah, funny. You're looking at Monday, TCU, Kansas, Texas Tech, Iowa State, OU, West Virginia, Texas, Baylor, K-State, OSU on Tuesday. Holgo is a good Media Day guy, too. And Gary Patterson's surprisingly good on Media Days. Too bad Art Bryles isn't around so he could take some shots at him. Well, they tried. You remember, uh, it's the famous line, uh, Baylor's not my problem, TCU's my problem. Yeah. Was that a Big 12 Media Day? Yeah, that was Was the year after Art Bryles got... Oh, that's right. Yes. Well, I imagine this year there will be a lot of... uh, There will be a lot of writers, particularly from... Texas that try and get Lincoln to say something about the SEC. I'm sure that will be oh, the, yeah. the the number one thing. He's going to replacing get a, Baker. And he's going to get a lot of you know Texas stuff. Like you think Texas can turn it around? Or, Who's going to be the person that asks him? Well, how are you going to handle Kyler Murray? You just signed a, a contract playing baseball. <laughs> oh my God! You know somebody's going to ask him that. The worst thing. Somebody ever. from a small town Some newspaper. Local paper. Probably yes. be from an Allen paper. <laughs> the worst thing ever that we've ever experienced uh, along those lines were. Uh, you remember in spring, it was the SAE thing. Yeah, that happened. Okay, that happened in the spring. Yes. Yeah, it was like in March. All wasn't it? the way or April. To when OU played Clemson in the college football playoff, there were still not one, not yeah. just like a ring. There were still multiple people that were doing yep. that Those story. stories. That was literally nine months after it happened. Like because it's like, dude, I know you're national media, but like if your company can't afford to fly you in uh, f- within nine months of something happening, why are you wasting everyone's time? It's like Rob Cassidy's tweet I saw this morning about yeah, saw uh, the 15 funny. different ways you can write stories about NCAA being <laughs> taken off the market. Yeah. Thanks, Ed O'Bannon. Yeah, that was great. 
Everybody's Maybe, already burned through those thousand dollar checks that they got. I mean. Yeah, or wasn't some people getting like a dollar fifty? Yeah, because they did it based on how you know how how central a part you were of the were of the game. I don't even know what the Might formula well they used. Frame some of those. I guess if you started a certain amount of games, you got so much. Did, did am I the last one that didn't understand that this was not about EA not wanting to play pay the athletes? As like, I had missed that somewhere. Like, what? Like, what do you mean? Somebody had tweeted something this week that was like, it's time for... Because, you know, this was the five-year anniversary mm-hmm. or whatever. And somebody was like, this is your annual reminder that it was not because of EA that the game is no longer going on because they the were NCAA. happy to pay the players. Yeah. But the NCAA didn't want something that would infringe upon their, their, their stance that, that these guys are amateurs. Yeah. God, there's... NCAA is the worst. Just cucks. Just madness. I mean, like, you're hurting something that builds excitement towards your football season. I used to live for that day when that game came out. I love that. Yeah. Get the rosters and be able to download them. I did. I f that game was a passion for me, Carrie. I'm still hurt. I'm not okay. I'm sure I, mean, I loved it, but I would have grown out of it by now. But if I were, in oh, college, I think that's right. If I, I were think in I would college, still play. I think I I did I stopped at PS3. I stopped at Bill Walsh's college football. Oh my god! See, you missed oh, out. Sega. I love that game. You missed out. What did you replace it with? That's what I want to know, Bob. I'm just so bad at those games. What do you do with your free time? That's a good question. When I was younger, like I would play like tennis right now, and golf. No, games. right now, Bob. Like when you just want to chill and relax, what do you do? Because I know you're not a good golfer. Oh, I'm a terrible golfer. We, we, what's your what's your fetish? Let's hear it. We, Carrie, we see a lot of movies. You're a big movie guy. Yes, we we okay. see a lot of movies. Before your wife, did you were you a big movie person? No, because I wouldn't go by myself. <laughs> well, that's a good that's a good myself. subtopic here. Is it, who here is comfortable going to the movie by themselves? Oh, I totally am. I am I, when I, I, when when I'm on the road and I'm yeah. trying to kill time. Yep. Those are always good. And they always seem like they're the best movies, I guess, because I feel like I don't have anywhere to be. Like, I'm not stressed out about, I got to get home and, you know, do whatever. Like, I don't have anything to do right now. As I've gotten older, I like, I like, I will make trips down to Dallas just to go to movies with my parents. Just because they like movies and they won't go unless someone, like, holds their hand and takes them. I've said it before. You are a wildly better son than I am. Like, wildly. Like it's all I can do to get a call into my fa- parents like once a month. I think the last movie that I saw was Avatar. <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> in, me. In uh, in theater, I'm not surprised. Wow. Like I, I was, I kind of expected you to tell me you waited till it came out on DVD, Eddie. No, I had to go see it in the. Uh, didn't you have to have like special glasses to see it? Yes. Yeah, I went. Three D glasses. Well, yeah. if you watch it in three D. Which did, it, was it only released in 3D at first? I have no idea. I, I'm seriously. I think that's the that's 2009. The only movie it was I've one ever, of the first it's ones. It's been a to long, long time though. since I was in a movie theater. The only movie I've ever seen in 3D is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and that opening scene is fantastic in 3D. Oh, I see a Baby lot in Groot. 3D. I like 3D. I just the thing I don't like about 3D is the glasses are always scratched up. And like they put them in the stupid package, so you can't like try them on and see if you got a big scratch right yeah. in front of your right eyeball. 
<laughs> it's like, and the and you know the kids that work there, they don't take care of that stuff. They're nope, just throwing I didn't. That stuff around. I I I did. I didn't care back when I used to work at the theater. So uh, that worries me, Bob, that you don't have a lot of hobbies. Because <laughs> I'm afraid you have hobbies that you're not you're afraid of talking about. Deep dark secrets, yeah. Bob. No, Either I'm, porn or you know murder or something. I'm really boring. Oh, a little homicidal porn. <laughs> yeah, <almost laughs> murder oh porn. <laughs> You know, I had a buddy that worked uh, at the... Not uh, like dead people. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, homicidal porn with, like, porn with like a side of, of homicide. Death. Yeah, something like that. Is Faces of Death real? I have no idea. What is what is that? I've had this discussion with people. I can't stop myself. There was this series of videos of people being killed. Oh, yeah. I don't... Anytime, anytime like, those videos come out or, like... You know, when, like the ISIS videos were like oh I won't watch being circulated. Get his head I, I thought maybe I could handle it one on time. I, I and as soon as that. they they as soon as the the saw hit flesh, yeah, I was out. I'm done. I I can't do that. That's too much. That's too much even for me. Although there are things like uh the like Gordon Hayward injuries type stuff. Like, That's okay. And when Paul George got like I can't try. Like I'll when they're like we're once. not going to show it to you. I I want to see it. I'll watch it. it. I'll watch it once. The Ware kid. Louisville was Oh, yeah. That was bad one. in the Final Four. Yes. That you, was really bad. That was terrible. But I wanted to see it. I yeah, really I'll watch did. It, I'll watch it one time. Uh, I you still know think Willis McGahee is the nastiest one I ever saw. Because it was in slow motion. Yes. Oh, if they had slow the show in slow motion, you wouldn't realize oh. how bad it, and how many ligaments were just getting just shredded in his knee. I still swear you could, like, hear that happening. Like, you could hear his knee just falling apart, like, even just watching the video. I remember as a little kid seeing Joe Theismann getting his leg broken on, I think it was Monday night. I was over at my grandma's house, and it happened, and it, like, started a national firestorm of controversy. Because they they showed the replay, but then they were like, we're never going to show this again. And they didn't during that game. But it like started this groundswell of controversy on should they have shown it for me because there weren't DVRs then. Yeah, they, people would have freaked out if Twitter was around back then. Oh my god, that is that's one of like there are so many drawbacks of Twitter, obviously, but being able to see something immediately after it happens of a sporting event that's a a major plus, I would say. Although you don't do that if you're credentialed to go to the game, which I always find that's the biggest. Yeah. That's, oh, weird. that's always weird. That's yeah. weird. It's like, I re- when, uh, you remember when Clippy or clip it came yeah. out? Yeah. Like we were like, Oh, we're going to use this and be do awesome. stuff at games. Yeah. Like, because you know, there's like, when, like bleacher report doesn't really do that stuff anymore. I think they've, probably got threatened to be sued by too many people yeah uh because they're just a big company is that way you haven't seen any highlights from uh soccer any of the soccer olympics games. are that way be- yep. yeah olympics are like nazis about it but you know all these other like fan sites and stuff were like putting all these clips up and it was pissing me off i was like we should be able to do that on our social media account so i set up my my laptop at a game and i was like oh when a touchdown happens we're gonna put up this clip it thing and so i did like two or three and then Mike Halk, uh, the sports information director, is literally running to me in the press box, like, get out of the way, Galloway. <laughs> and like he gets to me, he goes, You cannot post those on your Twitter account. I'm like, Oh, okay, so okay. Well, you know, and it's just like, okay, I'm not gonna start a fight over this. I mean, it's stupid. 
My thing with but that it was like of, people are at home doing it, right. but I can't do it because that's, I'm that's here. That's always been my day. thing with that kind of stuff. Is like so Joe can do it down the street, yeah, but I can't because I'm sitting in the press box. Yeah, so I might they as well control just, you. You might as well just as sit much as, at home. See, as much as people do this crap about, <laughs> and then oh, take you're worried an Uber about to the press box after the game. People are like, you're going to lose your your credentials if you ask any tough questions. No, but there are certain things to having credentials that are a drawback, and that that would be one of them. I mean, you can't just. You can't run with, you know, unstamp, un, un, substantiated, substantiated rumors. You can't, you know, that are not. What boy, that was the biggest word. For, I've been doing a lot of radio. I today, could have said right? it. You didn't. You should have left it, Daddy. Un- yeah, substantiated. Unsubstantiated. 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 I get he was drinking before he got here. Um, no, I was at the doctor. I could barely see. I actually, I literally risked my life to get here because I can't see anything. I got my eyes dilated. Wow. Ah, okay. I wore sunglasses. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were just hungover. No, I'm really good at the eye doctor. I killed the chart. Have you figured out uh, your cutoff time for drinking yet? As far as what? As far as not affecting you the next day. Oh, no. There is no cutoff time because I don't drink if I know that I need to get up at 4.45. Just can't do it. It won't happen. So, Eddie, you're down to drinking basically twice a week? Yeah. Friday and Saturday. Tell you what, though. Walking out at Friday, it feels good knowing that I don't have to get up again. (laughs) No, Fridays and Saturdays are glorious, except when football season gets here, then you're screwed. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. see myself not doing well during football season. Eddie's going to want to do Saturday pods just to do as many drunken pods as humanly possible. Eddie? Maybe. I just want to point out that Eddie just said that in front of his two bosses. What? That you're not going to do well during the season. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Just be honest. Not going to be a lot of sleep. I need to get a... Uh, yeah. How's your alarm situation? Just right here. the phone? Just the phone. Because I go phone and iPad. Really? I, and I put the iPad far across the room. I don't know about you, but it's like these first couple months have been like going to bed and then it's like, all right, I need to make sure I set my alarm. AM, got it. Has there been any days when you forgot to set your alarm? No, but I'm just like, that's my number one fear. What's the Do you not just set it Monday through Friday? Like it just automatically in your phone so you don't have to mess with it? No, I don't like doing that just because. I'm the same way. I don't like like I like setting it each night. It's like a. It's too much. Wind down oh, yeah, it's 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 like, you know, measure twice, cut once. It's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. A little, little OCD from both of you. Yeah, okay. it is. It, it definitely is. What's the latest you've gotten to work? Uh, like, not very, not very late. Have you like, ever been late for a show? No, no. I mean, five fifteen. I do it all the time. Five twenty. <laughs> but I also live. You know, I don't live too far, so. We'll see when I, uh, when I move here in the upcoming weeks, it'll be interesting. As a guy who's met Eddie for a lot of early mornings, just travel all around, frankly, the area, I, I you wouldn't expect it from his lifestyle, but he's a fairly punctual person. He is, and he and Bob left I'm early. Up, I'm up. What did you and Bob leave really early for one time? Uh, oh, it was for uh, was it Rivals, Rivals Camp down yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Was- and you left at like four or something right yeah that was early yes but yeah that's one thing about eddie that if i've I can always get some noticed coffee, i'm good now if you throw in a hospitality room all bets are off oh yeah that's gonna I'm be your biggest challenge if you're doing radio 
and go to a major bowl game and there's a hospitality room, you're screwed. I just need to set it up where I can get that week off. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just, I was even thinking about Sunday night. Like Sunday night is usually a not a heavy drinking night, but people will have beers when everybody gets down to Dallas. Meet in the well. I guess it's different this year because we used to always meet in the Omni, right? In that bar, and it's a little bit different. Josh, Josh, the way to describe Eddie is not like for a guy like Eddie. He's really good getting up early. The way to describe Eddie is for a guy that puked in his boss's car because he was hungover the first time he ever covered (laughs) a major bowl trip. His boss's brand new car. Uh, it's I, it's a miracle you still work. It's a good story though. It's a great story. That it, was that was. I will say right now that is a. That's a top three hangover. That might be num. That yeah, might it was be the Fiesta Bowl hospitality room. It's probably the best hospitality room in the business. I I seriously think we drank like two bottles of vodka that I mean a tequila that night. Of course, the Fiesta Bowl committee at the time. It was about as corrupt an organization yeah. as you could possibly John Junker didn't even take me to the strip club. <laughs> it's kind of BS if you ask me. The, you know, but to be fair, I mean, that's where those bottles came from. They just fell off the back of a truck somewhere. So, you know. That is true. Yeah. It's probably like a roadhouse situation. <laughs> where are the playoffs this year? Fiesta I think Bowl back in the... I think it's Atlanta. No, it was Atlanta last year. The championship's in San Fran. I know that. It's 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 like Jacksonville or something stupid, like Tampa or... It might be uh, The Tampa. semifinal? Yeah. Really? Oh, I guess because be there's some non, non-BCS destinations that well, are San in the Well, San Francisco's the championship game, right? Is it? I don't even know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. How the hell did San Francisco get that? Uh, because Levi Stadium and nobody goes to 49ers games, so they want to make they want to justify it. Nobody goes to any games. I think we've established that the semifinals are at the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Oh, cup. And then Bay like Area Monday, January seventh. So this is back to the rotation when Oklahoma went first. 2019 because Alabama Bowl. went to the the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, because Alabama beat the piss out of Michigan and State. And OU and Clemson yep. played at the Orange Bowl. Interesting. Uh, yeah, we had a discussion about the OU Barstool thing, about the fan bases today. Um, what they, oh, the, uh, the worst, the fan, worst bases, fan bases. Which, I, I'm not taking a shot at OU Barstool here, but it is not a fair fight. I mean... It would need to be more like, you know, Big 12 voters or, you know, from the Big 12, from the SC. Because the thing is, like, Texas and Oklahoma State, to me, are not the worst fan bases. Like, not even, like, there's there's hatred between each other. But, like, you don't see deplorable behavior by Oklahoma State fans in Stillwater towards OU fans or by Texas fans to OU or vice versa at the Cotton Bowl. You playing Eminem, Josh? Good Lord, can you hear that too? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming um, in hey, really hey, clear. Hey! What we, do you think that you're doing right now? We need your undivided now? attention. <laughs> no. I Podcasting, I Josh! I didn't know there was going to be any music with what I was playing. I was, uh, Jamal Morris put out like a workout video with his trainer. I was like, what is this? All of a sudden, I was like, holy shit, that's loud. But I didn't. It's just going through my headphones. I didn't think there was it. Damn it. Oh, well, bringing this to a crashing halt. Sorry about that, fellas. 
But no, like A and M fans, they're they're bizarre and weird, and they deserve to be ranked number one. LSU fans for OU fans, if you're not ranking them in the top four, see if you're not seeding them in the you know a one seed or you know just on the strictly one seed off line, of 2004. Yeah, yeah, I mean that just means you didn't go to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I have heard like anytime that gets brought up, it's like, oh, let me tell you about the LSU. <laughs> it was <thing."> awful. <laughs> I mean, Were they just like spitting on people. I mean, or just. No, I was telling the story like the story I tell is there was like an OU alumni thing on Bourbon Street, kind of where we, they do the Sugar Bowl like press party or whatever. Yeah, media yeah. party. I think that it kind might of, be in one. That of, kind it of might setup. have been in one of those same places. Yeah. But yeah, it was just this this uh, bar you went to. You went upstairs and they had like gumbo and you know drinks and stuff. And so I was meeting some friends over there, and like literally, I never I maybe own four pieces of clothing that are red. Um. And I was wearing like a green shirt, jeans. Like you couldn't tell I was a fan, a football fan at all. And on the way there, I just heard a lot of people just screaming out windows. Anybody that walked by, Tiger Bait! And so, but then on the way back after everybody had been drinking for a while, like literally LSU fans would jump out in front of you and just scream, Tiger Bait! Like, and they couldn't even tell, like, I was, it was not like I was an OU fan or anything, but, like, they thought anyone that wasn't them <laughs> If you was weren't an wearing OU purple, fan. you were gone. And it wasn't just one time. I mean, it just, ha- you couldn't go 10 feet without that happening. And I was just like, these people are insane. And maybe those people didn't have tickets because they're LSU and they're in New Orleans and they're just partying. But I think there's they were the most annoying fan base I've ever dealt with trying to think if i've ever had like any just downright bad experiences at a away game like i know. Being down on the field i don't yeah i boring don't i will just. say this nebraska fans are terrible people are they i mean everybody's always like oh nebraska's the greatest fans in the college football yeah i don't think anybody says that anymore because nobody cares about nebraska well, but s- it used to be oh they're the classiest fans like OU fans would be like that's the classiest fan but when i remember when OU went there and Ad- it was adrian peterson's first game back uh and Chijoke onyagetcha onyagetcha like intercepted the pass for like almost a touchdown that game but like after it was over i was walking behind the team back to the locker room and people were cussing them up and down and screaming and yelling and, uh, you know, calling them cheaters and, you know, all kinds. Of, but they were – I was like, man, these Nebraska people are not nice. This is not what I've always been told. They supported a renegade program for 25 years oh, under just Tom steroids. Osborne. I mean, you can't tell me that – what's his name? Uh, yeah, Lawrence, L- Phillips Lawrence Phillips didn't kill somebody and uh, – Tom Osborne covered up. <laughs> While well, he was in Lincoln. Well, and then he had the Christian Peter thing. Let him back on the team. What, what did he... He did something... I think he almost killed his girlfriend. Did he? Just beating her. Uh, well, Sean McCoy probably went to Nebraska. He went to Pitt. I don't know if he... I mean, he... Well, he obviously didn't do anything, but he basically... He didn't it was do a murder-for-hire kind yeah. of thing. Although he didn't say murder, just said rob and hit. If you're, if you're gonna do that, this is off the record. Advice but if you're gonna do that, might have been a good plan. I mean, if you're gonna be a criminal like that. Oh. By the way, did you see the? Did you read the Parish Cobb thing? Yeah, I did. From in the Dallas Morning News, I did. That was as much as I like to joke about uh, Waco being not as hard as people think. 
That was kind of sad. They kept the, his his family has kept his room just like it was before he left for Norman. You know what I first thought of when I read that? No, mm, little footballs, Ace Ventura, when she takes him up to the room, <laughs> she's like, oh, <laughs> there's uh, like die Dan's like written on the on the on the wall. Uh, Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel, yeah. yeah. I think that might be Eddie's first ever movie reference on the pod. Yeah, that was a good one, it wasn't it? Movie that came no, out it was when I was almost good. in high school. I've seen that. Um, did the teddy bear kind of weird anyone out a little bit? That was a little strange. Yeah, yeah. Like, what high school dude has a teddy bear in his was, room? Like, and did his okay, family put weird. the teddy bear in there, knowing that cameras were coming? Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I feel but sorry. Eight, I didn't even, I never even paid attention to that. He got eighteen years. Yeah, that. he got a shit ton. He got the book thrown out like pretty a, much. The judge that was basically like, yeah. You're you're getting the max, basically. But I mean, he was also arrested for multiple felonies, right? And one in Oklahoma. Like, he did all that stuff in Waco. I think it was all in one day, wasn't it? like three different people in one day, or maybe yeah, it was he, over three days. He was days. busy. He had a busy night. And it was then, a Labor Day weekend. You know, it just it was an extended weekend. He had a good time. And then he came to Norman with somebody and robbed somebody like at the Commons or something or the University something of like Greens that, yeah. or something. It was one of those stories too that it just I don't know it. Feel sorry for the parents. Obviously, not their fault. But I like the innuendo that I wish he would have uh, never gone to Oklahoma. <laughs> that was Guys, a, that was a strange part of it. That was a really that really was. When you remember his dad was like at Baylor walking around, like yeah, like accu- like not accusing, but basically yelling at people that about Jessica Morty when are they going like, to let quoted. Yeah, when are they going to let my son out of a scholarship or whatever? think he's doing the same outside of a prison these days when are they gonna let my son out i think he knows i think he gets it now it's pretty serious the Sad yeah, story though that whole thing no kind of bothered me i felt like the the author just kind of glossed over that quote because i guess probably because it's convenient for him to do so but what did oklahoma have to do with it when most of his crime was right back where he grew up like that that doesn't add up at all i, yeah. I didn't understand yeah, and, that he, quote, he, that whole and he went back after the bowl game Right, and then did a bunch of crimes. Right. So it's like, it was like he'd been talking to his buddies and like, hey, I can't wait till you get home, man. We're gonna go out. We're gonna rob some people. Well, let's not act like the Waco Tribune's some kind of bastion yeah, of journalism. Of, they kind they of kinda, glossed over a five year ignored rate. a lot of stuff. Yeah. that was going and this on. this is from one of Eddie's fa- uh, favorite writers. This is the one that oh, said Mac Engel wasn't that it? Baker that was Mayfield's gonna be a bust after winning the big the the Big Twelve championship. That was his takeaway. That was Star Telegram. Yes, wasn't it? yeah, yes. it was the Star Telegram. It was so because yep. I, I looked at Waco it Tribune. from William Wilkerson. Who, yeah, that's yeah. right. But it was the Dallas Morning News that did the article, though, right? right. No, it, it was, was yeah, it was the four star. It was Mac yeah. Engel. Yeah. Oh, that did the this one we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, I just figured he was a big enough loser to write for the Waco Tribune. He's got a lot of bad takes. I don't know who owns who anymore when it comes to papers. They might have the same ownership group. So, anyway, I don't know how we we got off a ta- on a tangent, as we always do. Uh, but we were talking about Big 12 Media Days. What would you ask Bob Bowlesby? Uh, wow, we really got off. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. I And I said, I think day two is going to be really interesting. And here's the thing. Lincoln Riley has never... We've never seen him in this setting when he wasn't at... you know. He wasn't sure who his quarterback 
was going to be because he knew Baker was his quarterback. You know, he's going to get a lot of questions. Like Eddie said, he's going to get he'll get a lot of questions where he he's going to have to answer. Well, we haven't named a starting quarterback yet because all the questions are going to be. So you think Kyler Murray can produce like Baker Mayfield did? I mean, that'll happen over and over and over again. If, if he really wants to make waves, this would be kind of funny. Is he says that Austin Kendall's number one going into camp. That's how you make waves. Because you even saw it with the unveiling of the uniforms. They had Austin Kendall as one of the guys. They're trying to do their damnedest to make sure he is not forgotten about. Do you think you could hear the audible cheer from the Oakland Athletics front office if that actually happened? Uh, I know the scout that uh, drafted him would certainly appreciate that. Because his ass is going to be in the jackpot if Kyler gets hurt. I would think. It will be interesting to see what happens down there, though, just for the fact that there really isn't a whole lot of questions that are going to be answered or be able to be answered in six, five days yeah, no, in, in Frisco. No, I think the first question to Lincoln should be, uh, are you a man of integrity and can you... Uh, can you keep yourself from taking a bribe from Austin from uh, Kyler Murray to be a <laughs> quarterback? Hey, coach, here's a million dollars. Just tell Austin to transfer. Say shucks, guys. If you're Austin Kendall, knowing the situation as we you know as we understand it, unless he knows something we don't know, even if he loses the job, what sense does it make to transfer? Right. Yeah. Especially unless, with the year. Unless you don't think you're better than Spencer Rattler. Already, who, who will, yeah, who will be coming in with, you know, by the time the first game is there, at best seven months in the offense. Yeah, no, I would think that the situation for him is more settled now than it was, oh, even four months ago, just right. for the fact that you didn't know what was going to happen with Kyler, and I think everybody around here kind of figured that that was this was going to be the, the situation. Kyler was going to have a decision to make. Well, the decision just got ramped up a year ahead. So it actually works out for everybody involved that we know that Kyler's going to be a one-and-done. They can move on. Austin Kendall doesn't have to look for a spot because, you know, he will be the, I guess, quote-unquote, heir apparent after things get over with Kyler. Unless Tanner Mordecai yeah. ends up being a superstar on the scout team. And look, it's not, it's not hard for Lincoln to sit there and say, look, Austin, look at, look at Kyler. He's going to be running around all over the place. There's a chance he might not finish this season intact. It's is it weird to think that like, and I don't know how to word this, but is Kyler Murray going to be able to take care of his body the way that because he's a little bit quicker than maybe a guy like Baker was and how kind of reckless he was as a sophomore and junior. I mean, he got a lot better about it even going yeah. back to last year. He but had to learn how to. Kind it of seems like Kyler has that little extra quick twitch. That can get him out of bounds, or yeah. he can get down quicker. I don't know. Is so you said, could he put him? Put he, could he be more vulnerable? Is he going to be a guy that really likes to slide? Yeah, and that's one thing. Baker. Oh, I don't think there's any you doubt know. that. Yeah, <laughs> that Kyler's going to be much better about taking care of his body. Than <laughs> right. That's Baker I guess that's was. what I'm trying to say. Oh, I saw him play several times in high school, and I can't remember that kid ever taking a big hit. Like, and I don't mean like he's not a tough kid. He just understands his limitations. Like he right. can't get hit over and over again. And now that you have a, you know. I'm sure a pretty expensive insurance policy, and you've got the contract with with the A's. 
he's not going to be he's not going to be given up. Let's say I don't ever expect Kyler to jump up and do a flip into the end zone trying to get one more yard for a touchdown. Eh, he might he's, do it just make the highlight better. No Bradford at, doing his best saying. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Well, nobody can do that. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think that's going to be kind of the annoying part of Big Twelve Media Days, and I'll probably do what I always do and just you know hang out with Lincoln during his hour. It's it's like an hour and a half now. Isn't hour it? and a half. Yep. Man, that's tough. And, I think even I get bored and I just leave. And and, and the four players. players that OU's bringing, I don't know who's going to be the guy you go to. Who's going to become the charismatic guy that takes over well, that, afternoon. Okay, this was I'm glad you brought that up. This was my point. And this is what I think Lincoln Riley is doing. This is not any kind of I'm not speaking for Lincoln Riley. But I think it's like he said when he talked to us in Tulsa. Someone asked him and this is what's cool with Lincoln, like you can ask him a very direct question and he's not just gonna browbeat you and treat you like you're stupid. Someone asked him what are your biggest concerns going into the fall uh, or not that he said, what do you think your biggest weakness is? Which if you ask Bob that question, he would just gruffly dismiss you. But Lincoln said our leadership. And I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting that he would, you know, name something like that. Cause Bob would never do that. And I think this kind of shows you he's identified Ben Powers, uh, Imani Bledsoe, Rodney Anderson, and, uh, Kenneth Murray as the four guys that could be the difference between having leadership and not, because they're all really good players. They're, they're all veteran players. Well, Murray's not really, and Bledsoe's kind of there, but not really. I think he's, he, he knows, okay, we need to get guys, these guys need to be in position to be voices, to, be, to talk, to, to represent the team, to take ownership in the team. And I really get that sense about maybe that's why he picked these guys. Is it a message to guys like Caleb Kelly and Neville Gallimore, Bobby Evans, that maybe you would have thought they would have been there, and now it's like, hey, this is what you need to work on when we get going to practice. Is that's it, a good point. Yeah. Is it just as much about who they're bringing as about who they're not bringing? Or well, are Caleb's we reading way too much into it? I mean, Caleb's a junior and, and Kenneth is a sophomore, so I think that says something. I think it, it, it says something, and I also think that this might have been just a Benny Wiley decision. Who's worked their ass off? Who deserves it? He threw some names out, and, you know, I, I don't know if he – I don't I certainly don't think he asked for four names, and then that's the four that Benny Wiley put out and he took. But, I mean, how much has Riley been be able to be around the team during the summer? Probably not very much. Well, they get they get coach time, but he said they don't, they don't waste it. They use their time kind of for meetings more than they do for – working with kids yeah on you know on the strength and conditioning stuff so then they can't do anything that involves a ball god the incident was so but i mean that's more than they used to be able to yeah, do which is that's good true. that's true although it is stupid because you see like mike boynton's osu's tweeting out stuff of mike boynton doing basketball practices and you know up and down the court and he's well, able they're to going talk to about they're it. going across to yeah, Europe. i mean they're going right. to Europe, but i'm just saying why does basketball? I mean, basketball's further away than football is in terms of their season. Yeah, I don't know. Of course, you have spring football. I oh, guess you, you have practice, summer or, basketball. No, they're just working out right now, right? Correct. Yes. In their new facility, have you been by there yet? 
I've seen it. I've never, you know, went went in. There's no tours yet. that have been given. No, they say it could, it's not completely finished. Although they can use it, it's not a hundred percent done. So there won't be a tour until probably like August. Hmm. Probably alumni weekend. That'd be my my yeah. bet when they want to showcase it. You've seen some videos of guys kind of working in right. in there and stuff like that. But no, I mean. I I think there's something calculated with it. it I I that's a good point, Eddie. Oh, I mean, it th- could be. If there's a anything we know thing. about Lincoln Riley, every decision that is made down there is calculated in some some way. He puts whether thought it be, behind everything. Yeah, there there's there's a reason for it. For I, every decision. I want to know the reason why it's July 22nd. It just seems so early where you can't answer anything. I did uh, reach out to like OU, and I just got, I was actually texting with someone during this podcast. Um, I was texting with a football rep, and he said, uh, was the date that worked out best with football based on preseason schedule? Which I could see because media day and fan day, like there's usually also a practice that day because there are two practices in. And then they'll practice later that day, and I'm sure Lincoln looked at that and said, "Why do we do it this way? You know, we could be doing film study or something before we go out to practice. This is kind of chaotic." So the one thing I, don't know, I could say, but I also am a believer that Lincoln, and I'm hoping this is true because it won't mean that there's some big, you know, blackout period between media day and the first practices that we get to. You know, like, is OU going to have them practice for two weeks before they let the media talk to them so they can do all their website stuff or whatever? So, but I think Lincoln is a guy that he always wants something on the calendar. I mean, they've got the barbecue the next weekend. So you have media day. Uh, You can probably do some stuff with your current players, whether it's photos or videos or whatever, to show kids when they come in for barbecue. Uh I think he's just a guy that always likes to have something going. It's like a parent, you know, that's taking his kids on vacation. You don't want him just sitting around in the room. You want to find things for him to do to keep him active and wear him out so they go to bed at night. And it does look like it'll be later in the Not day. Not that I'm a parent. Because usually... Kids. That, Casey Anthony had a theory on that. <laughs> usually the, the kids stuff starts like at 10 in the morning. I think it's starting at 1.30 on Sunday. Yeah, so it is. I think that means the time for us will be even later. It'll be like around four or mm. five. On a Sunday. Be, be different. You know what? Better than a Saturday. I'll say it. Glad I saved my vacation for that week. For the next week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a given. I'd, August 4th is when I when is, like, yeah. penciled it in my head. When will they start practice? Do we know that yet? It should be like well, like OSU of, is having their media on the fourth, but right. they start practicing. But their first game's on a Thursday, right? So they it's probably like start August a couple 29th days early. Thirtieth, so I guess. I, I mean, just looking at the calendar, they'll probably start August first, and it usually starts middle of the week, right? Uh, their first practice. So I would say you know first or second is when they probably start practicing. Might even be the thirty first. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. We don't know the media day, but like Joe C is going to talk to us about the Jordan stuff on July 22nd. Um, but like I said, we'll be at media days. There probably won't be a whole lot that you'll get between then and then other than the ability to hopefully talk to any player you want. I mean, that's kind of gone away too. So, 
Yeah, the way they've had the last couple of years, just had those little tables with the name cards. and You know, one thing we'll be talking to Lincoln about on Monday is what's going on with Jalen Redmond. Yes, absolutely. And but- that's something, it's kind of one of those things, like I, I normally, I, I wrote about it on the board earlier this week uh, because he tweeted some things out. Right. And I think, Bob, you pointed it out to us. It's just he's openly talking about it without talking about it, so it's it's out there. It was a uh, uh, Coach Carter. Who's Coach? Is he a Midwest City coach no, or just a, I think he's a with Choctaw, but he's in that area. He's with JD Runnels. Yeah, he knows him I well because know, JD, I know yeah. who he is. But he was sending him messages. Yes, uh, about getting well, and he said thank you, or he was saying prayers for Jalen Redmond. And then he mentioned that he got out of the hospital the other day. Right. Uh, and I checked into it, and it was something about, uh, you know, he's had a blood clot in his lung. I don't know if it's multiple, um, but a blood clot in his lung, and he's on blood. They put him on blood thinners, and that's always kind of a dangerous area. I came Pulmonary embolism, is that what the danger is, I think, when you have a blood clot in your lung? Um, Eddie, you want to take a shot at that? No. <laughs> I'd rather not. Uh yeah, when you have that, that's always a danger, and that could kill you. So, uh, what this, you know, we'll have to talk to Lincoln, see how much he can tell us whether this threatens his football future, whether it threatens his freshman season. Uh, and I think one of you guys brought it up, like this could be where that four game thing, you know, for freshmen and still keeping your redshirt might really come into effect because if he's sidetracked by this and he has to regain his strength or whatever throughout the season, he might not be ready to play until it's halfway done. And just to clear right. this up, this isn't what kept him out of the spring game, correct? No. I guess no. we don't... There was something, no, there was he something was, entirely different, I remember different, talking right? to Mike about it, and he was doing really well, and then he just got a nagging injury. Okay. And then, I think I was even told if it was a game, if it was the regular season... He could have played. He could have played. Okay. That, yeah, that's yeah. what Lincoln said about Jalen and Pledger from the spring game. If it was a regular season game, yeah. they both would have played. So it's just cool. a, it's a it's one of those I'm, you know he's lucky they found it I guess yeah absolutely it could have been really a terrible situation absolutely because yeah, he he had another tweet yesterday I think he was talking to his sister about how he went five days in a hospital so the only thing he's looking to do now is to get out yeah he wants to be a, a kid again uh, but again like you know that's something on Monday that we'll talk to Lincoln about and then like the other thing is like. How is it, you know, how is the Texas thing going to be? Because you know, I love like Sean Clinch and uh, Eddie's boy Anthony. Uh, good people. Great people. Uh, but, you know, they're probably going to, they're there to, to, to report from the Texas perspective. So it's always interesting. I kind of enjoy it now. I think I used to be kind of one of those get off my lawn guys. You know, just why are you asking stupid Texas questions and OU players? We got things to do. But now I kind of, you know, I'm getting older. Uh, I, I care less, maybe. I don't know. Well, they'll use but that I, shit I enjoy for... when you get the yokel Austin, you know, t- questions being asked to OU players. Like, it's not the stupid Rick Renner thing. Uh, just oh, color orange make you want to pee. Sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's one of those situations, though, that it's just like it comes off so arrogant that, and not those guys, but there's some out there that will ask questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's kind of like the uh, the dumbass that tweeted me from uh, from Alabama, the SEC guy. It's like you're just privileged to be in the same setting as Texas today. How does it feel? 
Like we, you, you may have won the conference. Are you sure that's just not you? The last ten times, but projecting that a little bit. Me? Yeah, it might be. You gotta admit, you you feel you feel like Clinch does that a little bit. Uh, well, sometimes, but yeah. that's just Clinch. Yeah. That's why we love him. <laughs> yes, I love the Clincher. Um, there's one thing I'm I'm wondering about. Clinch is a hugger, though. He's gonna yes, want to yes, hug you is. and stuff. Yeah, not just a hugger. He'll grab you. When it, Sometimes when, we grab each other's balls just for fun. <laughs> when it comes to Riley, one uh, the with Eric Stryker, CFL, is there anything? Is Stryker? Yeah. Is there any way that Stryker can try to stay on? Is there any movement in that direction of what's what's going on there? I mean, here's Lincoln's dilemma: is you've got to replace that position before. You know, budget cuts come to the athletic department. And they're like, "Oh, we can't, we can't fill that position." Like, and I'm sure Lincoln's going to get what he wants. You know, in that situation. By the way, what is this dumb shit about Joe Castiglione? And why is it every time some dude that has a Twitter account in Minnesota comes up with some expansion talk in the middle of July that you just we even it. have to? Address you just said it. it because it's the middle of July, and there's. Not, it's, but it's, it's that same guy. It's the like same guy that comes up every year. Last year was some stupid shit that made no sense either. I didn't even really oh, read into gonna it. Oh, he was going to sell their third-tier rights to the Big Ten Network? They have a grant of rights. I don't even think they can do that. Well, I mean, there's always reasons to talk about stuff that's going to happen in 2022. Or 2025, whatever it is. It's the same thing that keeps A&M fans sane through the six months of summer before they end up shitting all over themselves. I'm getting texts about Jalen Redmond as we're doing this. Um, well, this is interesting with Spencer Rattler going to the Army Bowl when he just did, he did nothing with Adidas, Adidas throughout the entire camp season. <laughs> is it the Army Bowl one more year? Uh, no, yeah, this just, is. The, I think this is the last year. Really, the the graphic that he sent out just says All American Bowl. Okay, then it Ooh. may have been. Like, it was this year, or last year. All American Bowl presented by American you're Family right, Insurance. Right. But it is Adidas. It's got the three the the three stripe hashtag. So if I remember correctly, him and Stogner will be down there together. Was the All American Insurance? Were they they were doing the presentations right? Mm-hmm. Like when they did the Army presentation. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like that was like going back to Sterling. Yeah, would Under Armour sure. do presentations at schools? Yeah, they yes. go around and do them. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I went to uh, Broyles, Broyles, we've, and then I went to, to Trey to Browns, Just, I went Justice Hanson, uh, Levi's. Yeah, we've... go look at your video. See, I mean, that, I'm wondering like if that is flipped, like if that All American Insurance was doing Under Armour and now they're the sponsor of the uh-huh. the Adidas Bowl, the sponsor it itself. Be. Yeah. Okay. Is I'm trying to think because what was Sterling? Was he Under Armour? Under yes, Armour. Under Armour. Him and Alex Ross, but Ross couldn't. Play. I think that was the first time I'd seen that All American Insurance thing. Was at Sterling's. I'm pretty sure it was at Broyles. Yeah, it was at Broyles, and they were I with Bray Under Walkers. Armour. They were with Under Armour, American in- American Family Insurance, because they do the. They were with Under Armour, so right. now so they're they sponsoring the bowl. Yeah, yeah. they switched because they go and do the. Uh, and the only reason I remember that is because at all the ceremonies they bring the family up and they honor like the parents and they yeah. give them a plaque and it's they give them cool. the dream plaque. 
I wonder if Under Armour is. Under Armour was like, you can't have your logo at our reveals anymore or something. I don't know. I'm sure they spent a lot of money doing it. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I knew the Army Army was pulling out, which seems weird because that was a seemed like a really good vehicle for them. It'll be interesting to see what that game is like because so much of the so much that that game offers is the atmosphere of the game. But if you don't have twenty thousand troops in there, I don't know how that's going to feel. It may be awkward. Yeah, now. that's true. They had a lot of servicemen in there. Yep, yep. And it was. I mean, it really was. It was so much. I've never been to the Under Armour game, but I've seen it on TV, and it looks like a snoozer. I mean, it looks like the game itself is asleep. They play that like at the Camping World Bowl or whatever it is now, right? The Under Armour game? The Under Armour game. They play it where they... Steve Mariucci? They play it where they had the Russell Athletic Bowl where... Yes, I believe that's right. Where you really enjoyed life. Oh, God. Eddie, you're so lucky. You got to stay home. I went to Disney World for Christmas. I loved it. Thank God for Jesus' birthday. <laughs> How can you like Disney if you don't have kids? Brittany had an internship at Disney. My she worked at one too. of the yeah. hotels. So it's Dylan, going back home for her. Dylan Buckingham is uh, at Disney World right now with his family. Three kids under, I think, four or five. Why would you take kids that young? They're never going to remember. I it. think the oldest one's old enough that he might be able to remember it. But I just told him, "I'm I'm going to pray for you." <laughs> like that sounds. Not to mention you have to go to Orlando. Oh, just, which is just the entire process. A shit show all yeah. the way around. Starting with the plane ride because I remember everybody was talking about on the way out there to fly to Orlando. It's just it was oh, like six sports riders and then a hundred families. Yeah, I drove. Did you? Stupidest decision. That sounds even That's a worse. horrible drive. <laughs> that was it's terrible. a horrible drive. You think it's never going to end. You get into Florida, and then you're only five halfway hours. there. <laughs> Got five hours left. Sounds awful. I've never driven to Miami, nor would I. I knew a couple people that drove uh, drove drove to Miami Drew. for the uh, <laughs> for the OU. It would have been USC game. Oh God! And that was... I think I would have just started driving back home at halftime of that one. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Got to boo Ashley Simpson. <coughs> so you you made that drive? With no, him? I flew. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, okay. Back to day two. You got Mike Gundy who doesn't have a quarterback, so he's probably not going to be real happy and receptive about a lot of questions. Uh, you got Tom Herman. Don't you guys think Tom Herman's just going in there to do a sales job? Oh yeah. I mean, that's all he can do, can he? I just hope that it's not early enough that his hangover will run out. They're, uh, I mean, you got to say Texas's recruiting is not bad. This is the thing that I've always said, and yeah, it was not good the last couple years. But when has Texas ever been in a position where they couldn't recruit? Yeah, like I don't, I talent has never been a problem in Austin. That's the thing I never understood when everybody be like, "Oh, Mac Brown's such a great recruiter." Is it really that hard to recruit to Texas? Yeah, if you can't recruit to Austin... They don't even have the best facilities out there, and they still no. recruit whoever they want. It's, well, I would it's say they have average facilities. A lot of states that produce talent, like Georgia produces a ton of talent, but Georgia kids look around. like They'll look at Florida schools. They'll look... I mean, even in some cases, they've looked at OU. You know, I mean, there's, there's several good examples there. But Texas kids... 
Texas is almost always their first choice. There's very rarely that guy that's like, I just want to get out of Texas. But it is. I mean, it's just it, it's strange, and you would think well, Texas is struggling because OU gets Weiss and Bridges and Henderson, and they have to go to Oklahoma to get the next best receiver that they could get. And you're just like, wow, they're not doing that well. But really, it's – I mean, you look at their star average, it's really good. Yeah. It's as good as anybody's in the country. I mean, Alabama's running away with the star average. It will, the next couple years what is going to be... had like 21 commitments or something right now? Yeah. They've got a lot. I wonder how many they've paid. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. The next couple years are huge for Tom Herman, just in that. Yeah, he's at Texas. I mean, he didn't do very well last year. He didn't do well. Plays concussed quarterbacks. His, his whole shtick, if they don't win, if you don't win, you can't operate like he operates. Don't you think there's... The, Ellinger is going to be the starter again. Yes. Yeah, probably. Until he goes down. Yeah. I would think so. But then I don't know if it's Shane Bouchel uh, or if it ends up being Rising. Or Casey Thompson. Or, I, they, or I've Casey. Heard, Casey Thompson I've heard from multiple that people that he was really good. I heard the, the same thing, yeah. I didn't really talk to our Texas guys about it that much in Atlanta. But... Yeah, I got the I get the feeling that Casey Thompson has a legit shot in that race. Which probably says a lot about Cameron rising. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's <laughs> the I will say one thing about Big 12 Media Day. There's a lot of question marks just for a lot of teams in the fact that the conference is probably as wide open as it, it's been just with all the question marks that OU has going into it. I mean, OU's well, obviously going to be the favorite, but I I'm not in love with Will Greer as much as everybody else is. I'm not in love with David Sills as much as everybody else is. Because he's white. Yep. No, he's Absolutely. just awkward. <laughs> he's just, he's very awkward. I mean, he's not a quick twitch guy yeah. at all. Because he's white. There are quick twitch white guys. And they not, only get compared to us. Not that big. But he's, he's awkward looking. I don't know. I think he's pretty damn good. Are we getting into the athletic head thing, Kerry? I don't, I'd have to see his head. That might explain a lot. <laughs> it all starts there? Okay. Let me look it up. David Seals, head. I'm I'm wondering how many questions Justice Hill gets asked about Dax. Well, if a reporter goes down there and asks Justice Hill about his little brother, they should be taken out and shot. No, somebody from the Oklahoma absolutely will ask him that, and they should ask him that. Oh, I, I can tell you right that that's the only question I'd want to ask at Big 12 Media Days. That's the only thing I care about, so I'm good. Yeah, I mean, people want to read about that, though. I mean, people in the state, OSU fans want to read about that. They want to know, okay, right now in the process, is your brother... I think there's a lot of good questions you could ask Justice, which one being, does the fact that OSU's recruiting looks like it's one of the worst in the conference hurt your brother chances of, of going to OSU. I mean, What's he supposed to say? I think he would be pretty honest about that because that's not OSU business. I, I mean, I don't think that you can separate. I mean, if you're an OSU fan, I've been saying this for a long time, you cannot separate that having a recruiting class that is barely ahead of Kansas, Kansas State, and West Virginia right now amongst the other conference members, that to me, if I'm a five-star... Why do I want to go to that class and be a part of that recruiting class or go to that school and be a part of that recruiting class when I have all these other choices that are number one, number three, number, what's Michigan, six, five? 
Four. Four? I mean, there's there's if you care at all about winning, why would you want to be a part of a class that has like a two point five average star rating? That's why the I, other I don't think he's going to Oklahoma State. The other five of his six are one, three, four, seven, and ten in the rivals. My rankings. God, and OSU was forty fifth last I checked. I mean let's see. When I when you put it that yep. way, OSU wouldn't even have a foot in the door if justice isn't there, right? But that's the oh, thing. Oh, sure. The, yeah, and that's the thing. And of, he's not going to be there in a year. That's the thing right. about, about recruiting and Holder's comments is it really hurts when like, you don't get Demarion Houston. It hurts. Mm-hmm. But that just compounds the fact that that could have made their recruiting class take a huge jump in the rankings yeah. and in perception. It could it, it could have, you know, I don't think snowballed into something more. Like, they haven't had anything that's helped them Build momentum with this recruiting class at Oklahoma State. Yeah. I mean, they haven't gotten one really. Well, they have. They have. They don't have a single four star. I don't believe. No, they don't. They don't. And they had like three last year. Unless you consider Grayson Boomer as someone who has four star potential. Yeah, I don't think anybody. But what I'm was, saying, was any Oklahoma State fans out there saying though that Boone was wrong with what he said? He was. I don't think he was wrong. He hit. Every, he hit it right on the head. They Look, need to recruit. I mean, you, you can go back historically. And I think I've said this to him blue in the face, but TCU was always like in the 60s before they joined the Big 12. Look at them now. Yeah. They're the best example of a team that jumped. And I mean, it comes back to this for me. Texas has been down. Baylor took themselves out of the running. TCU has stepped up and filled that void a little bit. Now, TCU, for a while there, they were stealing guys from OU. Who was the, the offensive lineman? That I don't think has amounted to crap. Oh, the kid, um, the kid Zach from Dallas Barnett Carter. was that his uh, name? Uh, oh, not from, da- da- Dallas Skyline. Ty yes, Barrett. Ty Barrett. Ty Barrett. Barrett. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Ty Barrett. Um, like they won out in a legitimate recruiting battle against OU. Now they're not doing that as much now, but my God, OSU has at least got to be competing with TCU with Baylor yeah. out of the picture, with Texas Tech just being average. Guys but on not. the other side of it. Think of OU's twenty. Think how different this our whole conversation would sound if Oklahoma had picked Justice Hill over Abdul Adams, and how obvious <laughs> that choice sounds now. Oh yeah. I don't know if Justice Hill gets enough carries though. That's the one thing I've OU always said. When that's the one thing I've was a freshman I've been saying to stay. He might have ended up transferring out. I mean, at OSU, he was lucky that their running back sucked. Yeah. Because he basically became their only option, and he was guys like when he was first, you know, pretty damn good team, option to have. He was he became a great option, but most people would have looked at him saying he's small, he's got to be a specialty back. I mean, now you look. I mean, you, if you see him up close and personal, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's, like he's stocky. He's, he's yoked. I the night I, the night that I went and saw him play against uh, Bixby in the I think it was state. I don't know if it was the it might have been the last game of the regular season. He had like. Maybe two hundred at half though. He had like three touchdowns. He had a ninety-nine yard touchdown. Yeah, like I remember DM and Josh or texting Josh, and it's like this fool can play. He's gonna be really, really good. By the way, uh, Big Twelve Media Days this day in history. Shout out to Julian Wilson, first person I ever heard use the term "swall." Jew. Is he on a, is he on a practice <laughs> squad? Julian. 
Is he still on a practice squad? I don't think so. I think he was like... Makes me really feel old knowing that I saw him play in high school. And he's been out of school, what? Three years now? Four I've, years? I saw guys that are retired that played in high school, yeah. right? That's true. That's when a, it gets real, Eddie. I have a picture on the floor over there of Wes Welker at Heritage Hall. Among with many other things on the floor. Little Graham Colton. Graham Colton, you the West Graham Colton pick? Hold on. Josh, is there any uh, is there anything we should be asking you about recruiting? There were a <laughs> couple commits in the last week since the last last time we were here. Talked about the Fourth yeah. of July. What do you- Fireworks and then Woody Washington, Darian Greenwald. Yeah, we should let. I mean, Bob should get to talk about his little Marcus tease that I didn't even pick up on after our last episode. Well, that was just the strangest thing we've encountered yet with Spring Lincoln Colton? Riley no, and the eyes. Oh, Welker. Because usually, what he sends the eyes out, it's a week, maybe two weeks at most. But that was May 9th, and by what May 11th, Josh, May, maybe May 10th. We knew it was Green Warren, and we just had to sit and wait. Which was even more interesting, Bob, because there was, I mean, you you know it better than I do because this was more a part of one of your conversations. There was some smokescreen going on about who it was, even though we are like, this is who it is. But there were definitely some people trying to mask that a little bit and act like, you know, because I, I think everybody still, there's this, it's so interesting when you talk to fans or when you talk to parents or when you talk to the coaches like, I mean, and when I say coach, I mean a high school coach, just everybody. Everybody has this differing um, level of what, A, they're willing to reveal, and B, what they actually know. And so you kind of have to keep just kind of like scraping off the top of it until you can actually get down to what's actually happened. And that's why the the July 3rd one that everyone still wants to talk about, it's it's weird and you can't really go into all of it. And so you're just like, I don't even know where to start with it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we knew for a long time that that was green Warren. And even, I can tell you even the week before when I finally, I finally did an interview with him, like the morning of his announcement. And he was like, as a few days before that, he was like, yeah, still trying to figure it out. I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Oklahoma's going to be really disappointed if you suddenly are like, yeah, I'm not so sure about that thing I did two months ago. So we, we sort of knew that one was coming, but then Friday with Woody Washington, I think we all thought it would be at the barbecue. That was going to be the big name that commits at the barbecue. Why do you think he decided to go ahead and just get it done now? From some of my understanding is that, you know, the barbecue was his plan, and he had told some people, our guy, uh, Woody Womack in the Southeast, really well-connected, did a great job, had a really good relationship with Woody Washington, as, as complicated as two WWs are. Um, but I, um, but talking to him, I got the impression uh, from some of the uh, – and I actually I, – I need to run a story. I actually spoke to Woody yesterday, and I need to kind of uh, get that story out. But uh, he is a guy that I, I think he got the idea in his head to kind of stem some of the momentum – you know, maybe even some of the negativity that would have come out toward Oklahoma if they'd have missed out on Eric Young and then they'd have missed out on Chris Steele and some of that. Woody put all that on the back burner. You know, everything's yeah, good in 2019. True. We got, you know, Oklahoma got their elite corner. They can feel good about it. 
And now they can kind of keep moving forward with a few other guys. You know, Jaden Davis is, uh, I think, what, a week from today, he'll announce his decision. So Oklahoma's in a great place this month. And I, you know, what's going to be interesting to me at the barbecue, kind of leading into that conversation, is I don't know if there's even going to be one 2019 commitment. I'm not sure about that. that was actually what I was going to ask about because it feels like these with Jaden Davis perhaps – going here in the next week with Woody Washington already happening. Marcus Major was another one that maybe could have been a bar- a uh, barbecue kid. Who's left that could really make that type of splash? Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, people – I had somebody um, – actually, I think it was Brooke Pryor from the Oklahoma. It was kind of like, do you expect a similar level of, um, you know, I guess commitments and excitement and everything like that to come out of this as there was at the spring game? It's just not mathematically possible. Like, it, it can't happen because Oklahoma doesn't have enough spots in the 2019 class. They would literally be done with their 2019 recruiting if that were to happen again. And that's not where they want to be. I mean, they're not that, you know, Oklahoma's always been a place that kind of likes to watch some senior tape. They want to take in some new information. If they like a guy a little more or that guy a little less, they can move accordingly. Um, but no, I, I think 2020 is where you're going to see action at the, at the barbecue. And so that'll be really interesting when you consider that Oklahoma already has four big time commitments. If they go into this, you know, into the season with seven, eight, you know, starting to push toward 10 commitments in that class, that's just unbelievable. As far as that head start goes, they could have almost half their class done a year before the first signing period. I want to ask you guys, obviously, about uh, Marcus Major and Bob, you were just up at Millwood. But to kind of piggyback on the idea of Oklahoma already filling their 2019 class, and we're now a couple of weeks removed from the Rivals camp, and we talked to a bunch of guys there. Obviously, uh, all the Oklahoma commits did really well at the uh, opening. As, as far as, like, momentum and just everything that's involved with recruiting right now, I can't remember a time that OU was this hot as far as just it seems like they're in on every guy, every top five that comes out for a major player. Uh, if Oklahoma's not in on it, they were in that top 10 or the top seven or top eight or whatever. I I just can't ever remember a time that we left these summer camps and headed into the season with OU in a position where they were not necessarily deflecting kids or turning kids down, but it just seems like they are in they're They're getting closer to that conversation of recruiting at an elite level than maybe they were two, three years ago. No, Eddie, you can go ahead and say that because Kerry Cook said it openly after the spring game. He's got to do the Heisman pose to some of these guys in the secondary that want to join this group because there's only going to be a uh, certain number. But, you know, obviously... He tells them just scrubs. (laughs) Obviously, Josh has done this a lot longer than than I have. But what I noticed the real difference... Is when OU makes a top ten or a top five, how much more of it is legitimate now? Mm-hmm. Instead of just being a token finalist or just you know, like okay, that top five kid from Cali, yeah, they're never gonna give him the visit. It doesn't even matter. Now you're like, wait a minute, how realistic is this chance? And more and more, it's becoming, yeah, this is a legit possibility of this kid coming to Norman. Well, look at Justin Flo. I've been talking about him for a while. To my knowledge, there's not even been that serious of contact between them. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's been communication, but it's nothing. Like, I'm not basing it off some secret knowledge. I'm basing it off that Oklahoma does really well in Southern California, and that's an elite dude. 
And I'm like, they'll probably get a visit. Like I'm, I'm literally just playing the numbers on him right now. And so I, that's, I think that's a great point when you say when Oklahoma's in a top five, you're not like, well, you know, but that, that's not a very good chance. I mean, it may be a guy where I'm not going to pick. I, I wouldn't pick OU to land that guy. But I still understand that there's a chance there. I mean, the, things go right. You know, maybe Alabama fills up at this spot or USC ends up taking too many linebackers. That You know, if one team fell away, Oklahoma has as good a chance as anybody. And then in a lot of cases, they have as good a chance as anybody, period. So, yeah. I, I like, and I, I really think some of it is due to, um, you know, obviously Oklahoma having success, Baker Mayfield. I, I think anytime you have a player like that that is so – engaging and everybody loves to watch him play. I think that the last guy I saw like that for Oklahoma was Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Guys wanted to be around him. Even if they weren't going to play with him, it was cool to say they were at the same place that Adrian Peterson played. And now I think you've got some of that with Baker. Um, but I, part of, I think a huge part of it, and I've said it for a long time, Oklahoma does a better job almost unanimously across the board of – always having that backup plan. Oklahoma never looks surprised anymore. They're never, I mean, not never, but like I said, with very few exceptions, Oklahoma not only has the right information, so they kind of know what's coming before it happens, but they also do a really good job of, okay, if we're going to miss out on this guy like Chris Steele that we really wanted, well, you know what? We're ready to bear down on Woody Washington and go ahead and close that deal. (laughs) You know, I mean, guys, they really just kind of went to the number 33 player in the whole damn country and were like, we'd like you to go ahead and commit about three weeks early. Is that cool? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, like, that's never happened before. It's, and it's like we talked about with Theo and Jamal and R.J. Henderson back in the spring game. It, they, they have such a good idea that, uh, of a bigger picture. It's not just about the yeah. commitment. It's like, what does it look like to everybody else? And I think they do a phenomenal job with that right and now. And that, that has to coincide with actually having a recruiting department, having people that head that up, whether it be Ann Hansen or Drew Hill or whoever. They have a vision. And I think that's why, you know, for the longest time, people were bitching and complaining that, oh, you didn't really have a lot of, I guess, direction in what they were trying to do recruiting. And I'm talking about five, six years ago, not two or three. And it, it really, it's kind of like we talked about with Lincoln having the – you know the who he's inviting to the Big Twelve. Uh, why are they moving up? You know, media day, fan day. Like there is not just like I think most programs would like to just get certain guys, but OU is getting to the point where they're like, okay, let's have a plan that yeah. actually builds us some momentum as yeah. we go along. Let's not get into a big lull where nothing happens in our program. Oh, by the way, let's when we have Bob Stoop statue ceremony, let's do that while we've got the biggest recruiting weekend of the year going on. And I, I, think, I mean, that's what I think. Like Lincoln was so visibly and and audibly upset about the early kickoffs early in the season because that really screwed them with that UCLA game and making that a big recruiting weekend. Which to him, it like he's not going to be like like Bob always would have been like, well, we play the cards they're dealt. He's just like, no, this sucks. This is terrible. I, I was pissed off. I said something to Joe C. about it. It's not good for us. That has to have been a decision, too, that in a way I feel like there was a realization inside the athletic department or the football program that you can't just rely on seven national championships or the history and the tradition 
of Oklahoma because I think there for a while and especially maybe even when I was in school up to 2010, 2011, 2012, that they really kind of just relied on the fact that, oh, they won a national championship in 2000. Billy Sims played here. And just why facilities got behind. Right, right, exactly. exactly. Like I, there was definitely a, a turn, and I don't know when you can pinpoint it, but there definitely was a, a turn in, I don't know if it's ideology or if it's just a realization that you these there's some kids that could give a shit who Billy Vessels played for. Yeah. So I most it, kids it, it, could it, give a shit who Billy Vessels, right. Vessels played for. Hell, I mean that no one kids I mean, today that no don't even know that Josh Heupel out. probably played at OU. No, they don't. Or who he is. Right. I would I would guess if I asked half of the guys on the current roster, they wouldn't know who Billy Vessels is. No. And they walk by the statue almost every single day. Absolutely. I mean, and that, that's 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 not like I don't feel that's like not that's shitting a on history that's either. That's no, just but what's weird is you walk by you go, that's a dead guy, that's a dead guy, that's a dead guy. That's yeah. what you think when you walk by a statue. Well you gotta walk by Baker and be like, he's not dead. They probably think Jason White's been dead for a hundred years. Do you think some of the older guys that were recruited by Bob were like, when did Coach die? <laughs> well, they probably think Bob Stoops died. That's why he got a statue. <laughs> it's like, uh, I remember growing up watching Bob Stoops coach. Rest in peace, Bob. God, Carol was a really nice lady. I feel bad for her. Yeah, usually you get a does statue, make, you die. Does that make her a widower? No, sir. I don't know what you just said. Don't, don't let him go you, farther. You don't just, want you, just drop it. <laughs> it's, it's a question. It's a question for Dan, friends. I gotta go back and look. It's a question for friends. I'll. I was just wondering <laughs> if that makes her a widow. By the way, I censored your Tom Herman question last week. That's uh, probably good. I. That was one. Sometimes you say things and driving home back to Oklahoma City, it's like maybe I shouldn't have said that. The problem was I I censored it, but I didn't save it, and then I uploaded it before I'd saved it, so then I had to upload it again. So some people got to hear the question. Oh, okay. Um, I had three different people, uh, including one of my best friends who called me not an hour before we started the pod, uh, this one. He was like, what did Eddie say? What, what was the thing about Tom Herman? Like, everybody was like, what was that? Oh, because like, it was bleeped I, I out? Really, yeah, they, they really wanted to know what it was. They were upset they'd missed it. Nothing that needs to be repeated. That's <laughs> a fact. Subscribers only. See, Eddie, yes. here's the, here's On the, the key. Crimson Corner, we have it. Here's the key. Uh, you can be awful, just don't be so awful that it gets you fired from another job. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. That wouldn't support. And in, in, in the age of Twitter, that could definitely happen to you. Or yeah, because it's not just us now, Eddie. Like, Carrie and I will put up with almost anything. That's- but... But normal employers that don't have our flexibility, (laughs) you're going to be in trouble. Noted. (laughs) Just looking out for you. I got to. Yeah. I am moving to the city. Moving downtown, Josh. Eddie's becoming becoming urbanized. Wait, what? I'm moving moving to the urban. high rise. I'm moving to the downtown, midtown. My city. are Are you a buyer or are you a leaser? What'd you go with? Lease. Okay, okay. I won't say where because I want people. There's going to be autograph seekers at the congregation want outside. But if you do listen to the pod, you don't want, want me 90 move, pound wrestlers showing up, uh, th- challenging you to a fight. Throw them oh, off the top of the building. <laughs> if anyone wants to help me move, and by help, I mean do move all for the work. me. <laughs> do it. Let me know. 
and you have a truck. Eddie, there's an important question. I'll even question. rent the U-Haul. Eddie Would stopped being take... useful to me when he got rid of his truck. <laughs> having a truck is just a bad I suppose deal. it's good I live in Houston, then. I want a truck. You're saying having a truck is bad? Yeah. Why? Because you get called to the, go do oh, errands for I people. Talking about. Yeah. Yep. Everybody in the, my my father-in-law wanted to borrow my truck all the time. Thankfully, he's now buying his own, so that's that's good. Well, you do have the F nine fifty. I mean, you hey, get through anything. I, I'm not. Especially I'm not going to say floods. that you know the zoo doesn't call me from time to time to move one of the rhinoceroses around. I mean, that's what happens. But you know, just getting out of your truck and watching the mirrors close because they know they had to build that into it, otherwise no one could park next to you. Is the most no. ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. Well, I should say it's not automated. I, I do that because I, I know how much it sucks to get out of that truck and then have to like dive underneath them. And I can just imagine some asshole that doesn't care about my truck and he's just gonna like hit it. That would be so, me. Yeah. If you park well, next I mean, to a fat guy and you make it almost impossible for him to get in his car, <laughs> he's gonna ring you up. Oh, uh, no, I mean, and I do. Like, I'm one of those guys, like, I'll usually park far away. Like, I try not to be that that guy in his truck that's, you know, and I ask everybody else. That's that's cockeyed in the line, and you're over yes. the line in the back. I, I'm, I'm really careful about the parking. Mm-hmm. Somebody did that to me at 7-Eleven the other day. And I you, could, got a little, you got a little hot. I could barely get into my car. And I even bent my, 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 my side view mirror bent up. Because I had to squeeze through. And so I opened the door. And the guy, I guess, I was like, I looked at it and I was like, what the bleep? And I knew it was going to be almost impossible. And so I opened my door and it hit the side of his door. Mentioned a plastic door guard it hit. And the guy goes, hey, I know I did a shitty job of parking, but you didn't have to open your door that hard. And there's so many things in my mind that I wish I had said besides learn how to park your bleeping car you had a jerk store moment oh uh, no i don't i don't <laughs> care because the guy was the guy was a douche the way he parked i mean his he literally his wheels were inside the line and he was cockeyed and it was a jacked up four by four pickup truck like a monster it was a f950 should have got out and and i i did open my door harder than i normally would but it hit a plastic door guy the guy had like green wheels on it, and it was uh, had camouflage all over it. And he was skinny; he was wearing an American uh, flag muscle shirt, and he was really skinny. And so we just started screaming at each other at Seven Eleven, just spreading spreading the love on America's holiday. I love it. So yeah, I would I would get in a fight with you in a parking lot, Josh, if you did that to me. I, I I really I try not to be that guy. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm sure there's somebody that has an asshole Josh story out but there. But when in the you start, you're you're yelling at someone by, "Hey, I know I screwed up, but yeah, you can't do that." Then like, just forget everything. That's before like the starting butt. off calling somebody Bud or Chief. <laughs> no, well, Chief is the worst. I think I think Pal Pal is a bad one. Pal Pal yeah. Hey, Pal. Uh, that, like pal nobody's ever aggressive. said, "Hey, pal," and been like, "Dude, let me open the door for you." Yeah, I pal got is that. aggressive. Yeah, pal, pal's pal's meaty. What about what about friend? Hey, friend, that's aggressive. It's aggressive. Yes. Uh, Do you remember the guy on the board? And I know Carrie does because he was part of it for a long time. That used to call everyone friend. Like he would call me friend. I'm like, dude, I don't. I no, we're not friends. 
You, you gave him. You ain't my buddy, pal. Dude, I ain't your friend, friend. Dude is neither aggressive nor passive. Bro is the same way, but it's just kind of douchey. Yeah. Uh, brother is outdated. Don't do that. Unless you're Hulk Hogan. I don't know what else is. Brother. Although I do have some people that I text friends with. And if you say something really nice, they'll they'll be like, thanks, brother. And I think that's kind of sweet. Maybe. You can do that. I get buddy. I, use, I, I get buddy brother. a lot. If you're that. if you're a close friend with someone and they and they and you really appreciate something, I think you can say thanks, brother. You can say that. That's okay. Do you know the only person I don't call brother is my brother? Which is just weird. I don't have a brother, so I can't do that. Yeah, I couldn't speak to that. Yeah. Eddie has a sister. Correct. I got a step. I got a stepsister. No, no, no fool. Got four brothers. I'm the fourth of five. Wow. wow. They kept trying your for poor, the girl, your huh? poor mother. <laughs> I, almost, I yeah my my parents had a third just to try for a girl. They got it. Did you see the Gordon Hayward uh, yes. reveal video? That was great. It was great until I saw some of the internet takes. Right, that kind of hurt. There was somebody that said uh, I didn't see some this. gal, some feminist. She was like, he needs to go to counseling. <laughs> What happened? I I, I missed. This. Oh, so some, Gordon Hayward some... has these these two cute little girls, and they sure. and his wife was doing a gender reveal for their next baby, uh, and they put a bunch of balloons in a box, and they had the little girls open the box, and pink balloons started pouring out, and Gordon Hayward was just kind of like, oh, it was the most real right. thing of all time. He was like, God damn it, I wanted a son. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was obvious he wanted a boy. I mean, sure. he's an NBA basketball player. Of course he wants a son. Yep. Uh, and so it was just kind of cute and funny, but, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was, he was obviously disappointed. So that I, I don't remember ever having that conversation. Like all my friends have children, all of them older than mine, you know? So I don't ever remember having a conversation with my buddies about like boys or girls. Like I, it just didn't, I don't remember that coming up a lot. In Texas, people that I don't know, like, will see me with two girls, and they're like, she, I mean, like, I'll get it from women, not just men. Like, so, you know, you guys going to try for that boy? <laughs> no, I'm done. Shop's closed. Like, we're, I, I don't care about the boy at all. Like, it would have been cool. I, I'd like to teach him baseball or whatever, but it does not matter enough for me to add another mouth to feed and more, you know, like. If you had a two month old, it sucks. It Bob, it sucks. It's I, awful. I no, prefer don't, don't I, have any illusions about it. Go in realistic. I prefer to live in a society where the child can decide if they want to be a man or a woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, you may still have a boy, but if you you know you don't know, Josh. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm for gender neutral. <laughs> well, hey, with what Layla, kind of we'll balloons see. come out with that? Uh, white, like gray. They're white. They can, yeah, they can be either or. They can be blue or pink. Actually, Why do they have to be white, Eddie? They can be Racist. all colors. They could be all colors. Just rainbow. Yeah, you don't need out. to. You don't need to specify. <laughs> uh, By I the mean, way, Josh, hey, I would. With I Layla, think, who knows? But Lainey, Lainey is the girliest girl. Like Lainey this morning wore shorts and a shirt, and I put her in it, and she's like, "Why am I not wearing a dress today?" I'm like, "Just because we got to change it up from time to time, woman." I, I'll say this: you make cute girls. 
I think you're good stopping there because you, you had a boy he'd probably be weird looking. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the funny things because all I ever hear, and it's it's not wrong, but it's it's lessening as she gets older, is that Lainey looks like me. And I literally had a woman tell me one time, she's like, I never thought you'd make a cute girl, Josh, but she's pretty cute. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't really know how to explain that either. But, um, yeah, the boy would certainly come off weird for some reason or another. Well, I guess that settles the it. Head if you would, have a, I don't think the head would be If you have another right. kid, it's a mistake. <laughs> uh, that's, you just told the country. Me, this is not like we're still having the conversation. Believe me, that door is closed. Oh, there, it's over. Is, and that, it's not... It doesn't it's not a, it's not a mail job. This is not one of those ones that could be repaired down the road. This is that door is windows closed. Shut, so shut down. We, so penis yeah, is we, gone. What's that? Penis is gone. No, it, this penis. was not my work. This oh, was okay. this was work on Tiffany. Oh, like okay. and literally it was all within the same time that Layla was born. We just closed the shop. So uh, you might be divorced if you continue down this road. Yeah, TMI. I, I'm just telling you. We're just asking about it though. It's okay. Hey, you guys asked. I, I want to be open to our public, you know, that want to know I what's advise going on against my wife's that. body. You of all people, I advise against that. <laughs> they just devour you when you give personal information. I mean, I know. The third tattoo was almost crashed the, the website. I, I, I'm telling you, we, we could do a reveal with, um, you know, with a calendar. I mean, I think the other 11 months should be Eddie doing various 80s uh, rock band posts. But, uh, you That's know, great idea. I, I think it could work. I like it. I haven't found fit. enough. I haven't found enough um, 70s really just quality album art yet. There's got to be a good Jethro Tull one or something. I mean, it's always, Jethro Tull always seemed to have like demons and elves or something on his albums. Oh, well, that's disappointing. And then you can't do like a. Maybe we could do like a Judas Priest, get you in some leather. <laughs> I don't no. want to pay for this stuff, though. No problem. Set the photo shoot up here. We have a green screen to work with. All right. I'm going to be a whore. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. I want to let everybody know. We're talking about Big 12 Media Days. Uh, we're all going to be down in Frisco for that. There's going to be lots of coverage. I know we've crapped on the the people that are going to be there but we're professionals we'll find good stuff to write about and then you've got uh ou's local media day with fan appreciation day coming up on the 22nd so what i'm telling you now is there's never a better time if you've heard people talk about sooner scoop if you thought about signing up for sooner scoop this is the time don't even mess around with a month i mean you could try if you want but you know you need a whole year so uh, go sign up for Sooner Scoop. The season is starting. Fall camp is going to be getting underway in uh, a couple of weeks. You're going to have practice tidbits you're going to be missing out on if you're not there with Eddie and Bob, myself. You're going to have you know post-practice videos. You got the barbecue coming up, which is always huge. Uh, there's just there's not a better time of year to sign up for Sooner Scoop. And you know we don't bombard you with a bunch of sponsors on this podcast. It's free. Uh, if you like what you hear on the podcast, you like what we talk about, come give it. I'm begging you, come give us a try at Soonerscoop.com. Uh, sign up allows us to, you know, bring you more and better features and like this podcast, reinvest in the site. We've even had some discussions about, I almost hate that I'm saying this, more podcasts coming up during dun, the season. Dun, dun. You people want it. 
You know you want it. You, I know everybody wants it. It's, but the problem is, it falls on me to produce it. I'll, I'll produce it. Will you? I'm just trying to rape people's ears. Rape? <laughs> you do that quite well every week. It yeah, seems. that's what we're here for. So yeah, we're looking forward to this season. Looking forward to the Kyler Murray era beginning. Even though he's not, a, even though no one will tell you on Monday that he is the starting quarterback. Should we play some type of a wager on that? That he'll announce it? No, no, no. That that under no circumstance will anyone talk about Kyler Murray as a starting quarterback. I don't know. I uh, probably not. I don't know who would be there that would talk about. I it mean, like for that. Lincoln to even set up there on the dais, he's got to he's got to like keep himself from laughing. Yeah. When he says. Looking forward to a quarterback battle coming up this fall between Kyler Murray and Austin Kendall. Antonio Brown didn't go down to Allen High School to work with Marquise Brown and the backup at OU. (laughs) Put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, but Hollywood Brown not being there, that's a little bit of an upset, I'd say. I I think that maybe the – I don't know. Maybe maybe guys are being rewarded for – Perfect attendance at summer workouts or something. I I don't know. I don't know how that would equate to being able to be a Again, spokesman my for theory, the team. These are the most important guys. These are the guys that have to develop as leaders. That's my theory. Yeah. In Lincoln's it. mind. I can buy it. Josh, any parting shots? Uh, Bob had to sneak away to do some radio duties. I can't think of anything. I mean, we're, like I said, we're. This time next week, we may be talking about Jaden Davis uh, as part of OU's class. Uh, it kind of depends on when we record, actually. But, um, you know, I still think this is going to be a good month for Oklahoma. I think there's at least two or three more commitments before the end of the month. Right now, give me the percentage chance you think Dax Hill winds up at barbecue. I'm somewhere around like 60, 65%. I mean, I think he'll show up at the picnic for sure. Think he'll have a burger or a hot dog. I, you know, I don't Ribs. know. Dak strikes me as a burger guy. You know, hot dog seems kind of frivolous. I, he, he's a real deal. He's kind of a meat and potatoes kind of guy. They go with ribs at this thing, too. I, the question is, if they have the burgers, is Lincoln's bacon going to be available for topping? I think next week we'll release the bacon recipe. So we, we'll ask him on Monday? I have it. I know it. You oh, do. I do know it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we should probably hang on before you do that. We should contact the company, get in some sponsorship with them because we're about to do them a lot of sales, and they probably should scratch our back a little bit on that. We could work on something for sure. I got mm-hmm. it though. I know it. Interesting. I like it. This is just like getting in the Paul George party. I know people <laughs> that know people that want people to know people. all right well uh we're gonna get out of here appreciate everybody listening and and remember go subscribe not a better time to do it than right now with fall camp getting underway big 12 media days literally just right around the corner so thanks to eddie radosovich thanks to bob brisbillo thanks to josh mcquistian and uh we'll be back again next week probably on wednesday again right after big 12 media days and we all get back from that in frisco so thanks again we'll see you guys next week right back here on the unofficial 40 from soonerscoop.com podcasts from soonerscoop.com